Hello, and welcome to Play DNA. Today, we're going to be talking about food games. Teach each other a little bit about food games that we love. I'm your host, Damon, and I'm here with... Cassandra and Sarah. How are you doing today? Oh, I'm great, and I'm excited to talk about one of my favorite topics. Food. Food. Chefery. Cooking. Yes. I like food. (laughs) How about you, Damon? How do you feel about food? I don't like food, but I do like food games sometimes. Oh, okay. All right. You don't like food? No. (laughs) No, it's pretty. He's one of those eat to live, not live to eat people. Yeah, if that were me, I wouldn't have gained the quarantine 15 or whatever they're calling it. (laughs) I love food too much, apparently. Well, yeah, we have some food games. Do you want to start, Damon, with a food game? Uh, Sure. The absolute first place food game, in my opinion, is piece of cake. You love piece of cake. Piece of cake's good. I knew good you were going to bring this game. one up. I just had this feeling. <laughs> Solid game. Uh, piece of cake uh, is a minimalist cake game. It's hard to call it a cake game because when you look at the pieces, it's not really a cake. It's more of a pie. It's one hundred percent a pie. It drives me crazy that they call it piece of cake because piece of pie is even like a better name. So the game came out in 2008 (laughs) and was later on remade as New York Slice, which is a pizza pie. Which makes more sense. They never acknowledged the original cake looked like a pie. But the point is is that this game (laughs) is made up of this circular cake or pie that has been sliced into pieces, uh, each of which are a different type of topping for that cake slash pie. Um, So it might be some kind of cherry or lime, or peach thing, or chocolate. There's a lot of different toppings. And to play the game, uh, the lead player is going to take the associated slices, and they're going to split them into groups. It's called I Cut, You Choose. Yeah. And uh, it's just saying that one player cuts, and then a different player chooses which one of those cuts to take. So it's in the best interest of the lead to cut it as evenly as humanly possible, even though that's not actually possible given the types of pieces and like the irregularities in the little cake slices. Um, so it's a really fun, really easy game uh, based just around fairness rather than some kind of mathematical complexity. So it can be played with children, it can be played with adults, it can be played with anybody. Anybody can very easily get into this game and it has uh, very few pieces, but they're wonderfully shaped and they feel great and they look great. Everything about the game makes you feel awesome. Uh, except you can't eat it. That's it. <laughs> and it's and not p- cake, it's pie. <laughs> and it might be pie. But and yeah, but that's for, for me, pie. a person who doesn't like cake and enjoys pie, I enjoy the game very much. I think it looks really good. I haven't played the pizza version, but I'm sure it's also very entertaining. Uh, maybe makes a lot more sense, <laughs> given that you're slicing it and dicing it in a, a pizza-y way. And it also looks great and comes in like a pizza box. Yeah, I feel like this is consistently one of your favorite games. It's a presentation wonder, and I like (laughs) games that are presented really beautifully without any extraneous details outside of just what is necessary to play the game and what makes you feel like you are part of the game. Mm. Um, And so these games work really well in that manner. Everything about the game is designed to be uh, uh, either a pizza or a pie or a cake or whatever, mm-hmm. uh, from the shape of the pieces to the shape of the box to the, the typography and the rules and everything is is set up to give you a, a very specific feeling for the period of time, like 25 minutes that you're playing the game. Mm-hmm. So I think it's really great. Yeah. Speaking of the fall season and pie, what is your favorite pie, 
Just side note. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> pie. Uh, uh, I think mixed berry is my favorite. Mixed berry like is any kind of mixed berry that. pie. Mixed berry is pretty good. good. Yeah. Huh. I usually go for apple pie only because cherry pie is so sweet. Oh, but yeah. even though it's the Yuck. best pie at the beginning, it does hurt you later on. Also, pecan pie is very, very good, but injures you after one slice. Yeah, I don't know how anybody could eat you a whole pecan pie. You can be killed by pie. a pecan pie. <laughs> I don't like pecan pie. I think because of that reason. But yeah. Also, cherry pie is my favorite because it's very consistent. It's hard to get a consistent apple pie every place I go. I try a different apple pie and it's like it doesn't taste the same. But cherry pie. I do agree because it depends. It depends on whether you use fresh fruit or if you use like canned fruit. Mm. Yeah. Anyway, speaking (laughs) of real food, I'm going to talk about a game where you actually cook your food, which is a la carte. And we have talked about a la carte in a previous episode a while back. This is such a cute little game. So each player gets a cardboard stove. They get, uh, and the cardboard stove has a little heat dial. And they get a tiny metal pan. And there are these little salt shakers with tiny little spice cubes inside. And uh, you have these little cardboard stirring spoons that are, you're not, you're not actually stirring with them. You use them for like keeping track of how many actions you've taken, but they're very cute. Um, and uh, in the game, you're, you're cooking meals. And the meals are all really goofy. They're not like very serious meals. Like one of them is like a, a tail, like an ox tail. And anyway, it, <laughs> it's, it's very goofy. Um, you grab a meal that you want to cook, which is like a little cardboard piece, and you stick it in your pan, your little metal pan, and put it on your stovetop. Incredibly cute. Um, and to cook it properly, you need to season it properly. You need to cook it on the correct heat and you need to get it out before, um, before it burns. So, uh, there's a lot of luck involved. Uh, rolling a die is how you determine what heat you're using. And, uh, you might turn it up too high or it might take too long to turn it up as high as you need it. Um, and then, Spicing or uh, putting spices on your meal is also kind of luck-based because you get these little shakers that are so cute and you turn it over and however many spices fall out, that's how many are going to be in your meal. So you've got to just hope you don't overspice it. Um, if you do, it's fine. You don't lose the meal immediately, but you do lose it if you burn it. So for someone like me who loves cooking, this is just like a fun, silly, cute game. For somebody who hates cooking, this might be just like a nightmare that feels exactly like being in your real kitchen. It's just a simulation. It's just how you understand. <laughs> when I play it, I'm like, this is how cooking works. Right. When I turn up the heat, it's random. Right. Well, it's, it's, over, it's easy to oversalt your dishes in this game. Yes. If too much salt pours out if you don't yes. have enough finesse in your shaker bottle. Hand. Yeah, that's absolutely right. Yeah, it's it's there's a dexterity element. Uh, and then another dexterity element in it is you can choose to cook a crepe. And each turn, you put the crepe inside of your little pan, and each turn you have two opportunities to try and flip it in your pan. And if you're able to flip it, then you've successfully cooked the crepe. Um, if you are not able to flip it and it, it, your stove gets to a certain heat, then you burn the crepe and, and you lose it. But um, just a really cute little dexterity luck, but also somewhat skill-based game um, that I would recommend for any age. And it's two to four players. My favorite part of that game is flipping the crepe. 
It's yeah. extremely difficult, and it doesn't seem like it should be that difficult. <laughs> it's very small. Yeah. Um. So my first game is Sushi Go. I just love sushi in general to eat sushi, but also this game is pretty fun. <laughs> it's a pass and play game, so everyone gets the same amount of cards at the beginning, and then you pick a card, you pass the deck to the left, or I think it's to the left, and then you play cards on your sushi, so you can... You can have wasabi. There's also cards that are um, different types of sushi, like nori, but they go up, you know, in, in um, point values, the rarer the sushi is. And I don't know. I just really like this game because it's it's super easy. It's super simple. Uh, it only takes about 20 minutes to play, maybe. Um, and it can play a lot of people. I think it could play up to six, which is quite a few. And every time we play it with the kids, they seem to have a good time. So if you have kids... The kids really enjoy this one, too. The sushi itself has these um, cute facial expressions on them, like adorable, cartoonish facial mm-hmm. expressions that I like really enjoy about the game. kawaii sushi, if you're familiar yeah. with kawaii. Yeah. yeah. There's also a Sushi Go Party, which plays maybe up to 10. It plays a lot of people. Oh, wow. So you could play. Yeah, I didn't know about that. So you could even play with more. So it's a good party game for sure. I also have a sushi game. Uh, I would recommend Wasabi. Ooh, wasabi. It was popular for a little while, and then it sort of, like, disappeared for some reason. Because <laughs> there's so many sushi I games. I know, so many sushi games. But wasabi <laughs> was particularly, like, a standout sushi game, and it didn't quite act like the others. Um, in Wasabi, each player is going to have this menu, like a fake leather-bound menu, um, that you open up, and inside it has, like, little slots for these sticks of sushi patterns i don't know i'm not sure how to describe these but there's like these little um sticks with recipes on them um that are like a pattern of ingredients that you're going to need to lay out on this mat so you have this grid mat in front of you and you're laying out these ingredients almost in a a kind of a crossword pattern Hmm. it's a scrabbly crossword thing going on except made out of sushi ingredients and you're trying to create the recipes that you've kind of slotted into your menu mm. in order to score points. Um, everything about it, like I, like I love about food games, everything about it is set up towards the theme from the instructions being also like a menu to the like menus in front of you, um, being how you hold all of your goods to the sushi mat, which is how you actually make sushi by rolling it on a mat. Um, and the little ingredients look absolutely delightful um, sitting on top of the mat all these really bright, vivid colors. Mm. Uh, there's nothing else quite like it in the food space, which is kind of surprising considering how how obvious it is after it was made in 2000, also 2008. Um, and I really, I really enjoyed the few times I've played it. I don't own Wasabi um, because I don't think I can find a copy. <laughs> but, uh, but they are around. They're certainly in board game cafes everywhere. And it's really like a fun pattern building set collection sushi making game. Whew, yeah, I'm looking at this right now and it says to get one on Amazon is $155. Yes. So Whoa. <laughs> maybe go to a board game cafe for this one. I've only ever played at board game cafes, <laughs> but um, it does get reprinted every few years <clears throat> and it's it's really good. Yeah, cool. Well, then I guess I'll share my sushi themed one now. <laughs> we so all have sushi themed ones. <laughs> yeah, there's so many. It's hard to stay away from them. So um, I chose this one specifically because I thought it was pretty unique in the food space. Um, so this one is called Maki Stack. 
And this is this is also a, a dexterity game, uh, like a la carte. But this is a dexterity game that is a team game. So you pl- ideally you would play with two teams of two. You can technically play with two players or with six players, but it makes so much more sense with four. Uh, and then there's two people on each team. And you have all these little... 3D elements that come in the box. The entire game is these these little pieces. So you've got a soy sauce, a wasabi dish, uh, and various sushis. And they're all like blocks. And you turn a card over, and it shows you a way that these can be stacked. And you're essentially speed stacking against each other. Each team oh, is, is doing is doing the stacking. And the stacks can be pretty varied because you can turn the sushi, you know, two different directions and all these different things. Um, but the additional element is that you have these cards that are challenge cards. And you flip them over and one of them might say, this round, each person is only allowed to use one of their fingers to touch the sushis. So in that case, you and your teammate would each have to take one of your fingers and together lift up each of the pieces and put them on the right place in the tower. So it's a lot harder dexterity-wise. And then you also might get one that says one person has to be blindfolded this round and the other person has to give them uh, orders for how to put the tower in place. And the game comes with blindfolds. Oh, okay. Interesting. Yeah, it okay. says it can play up to six players, but it kind of, that kind of doesn't make sense because it it comes with only two sets of the stackable objects. So it just makes the most sense with four players. So my second game is Go Nuts for Donuts. I don't know if you guys have played this. No, but it's a cute name. But it's from the same makers who make Sushi Go. So... In the game, you flip over donut cards. They could be like long johns or they have different types of donuts in the game. And you all have like a stack of cards face down in front of you from one to six. And you flip over at the same time which donut you're selecting. If you select the same donut as someone else, no one gets the donut. So you want to like <gasps> try to select a donut that no one else is picking, but it's hard to always know. Um, I think the person to get the certain amount of points gets the gets the donut crown or whatever. But it's a really fun the game. The donut crown. I don't know what it's called in the game. You you win you win the donut <laughs> game. But um, just like in Sushi Go, I think it's because it's from the same makers. The donuts have these really cute animated faces on them, and they all look really fun. And again, kids really like this game because I think they like donuts. So it helps, <laughs> <laughs> but also. It's just a fun, simple game, like a betting game. Well, it's not really a betting game. It's just like a you're you're betting on which donut you want. Um, Aw, go nuts for donuts. It's pretty good. Great, great name. Well, uh, my third game is Mama Mia. Ooh, this sounds fun. Mama Mia is kind of a memory, like a stacking game. Uh, there's a deck of ingredients for a pizzeria, so it could be pepperonis and cheese and tomatoes and just various pizza ingredients. And you each had a hand of cards and a series of recipes that you're trying to make. And every turn you're going to be able to add a certain number of cards, ingredient cards from your hand into this communal stack in the middle of the table Mm -hmm. uh, in whatever order you kind of want to put those in. Everybody goes around adding these stacks of, of cards on top of each other. And then once everybody's hands are out, uh, you're going to flip over 
the deck, and then you're going to start revealing those ingredients that were all stacked on top of each other. And anytime somebody slipped in one of their recipe cards, uh, that creates like a, an impetus to see if the next group of ingredients fulfilled that recipe. Oh, no matter who put them in. Right. So it's like this communal thing, but it's your recipe card, right, oh. that will get the points uh, if you saw somebody put in all the mushrooms you needed and then you just slipped in a cheese and a recipe, then it's your points, even though it was everybody else's ingredients. So it's got kind of a memory element to it, um, a bit of a push-your-luck thing going on, but it also plays really fast. It's really cool. I've never seen anything else quite like that uh, system. It's by Uwe Rosenberg of Agricola fame. And he has a tendency to create super complicated farming games and then less complicated, very easy, <laughs> family-friendly crafting and food games and stuff. And Mamma Mia is one of those. So along with his like patchwork game um, and other similar uh, kind of family stuff, this is one of those games anybody can play. Uh, it's very, it plays very quick. Uh, it involves pizza, which everybody loves. Um, <laughs> and it's very easy to under understand intuitively how it's going to work. Yeah, I remember playing this game. It was really fun. Cool. Well, my third one is also a card game. Uh, this is called Slam Witch, and it's two to six players. And it plays pretty similar to Slapjack or Egyptian War. And uh, it is the, the, the important part, though, is that the cards are shaped like bread slices. Sick. Um, not just a picture of a bread slice. That's the shape of the card. It is so cute. Um, and each bread slice has different ingredients on it. So there could be lettuce or eggs or meat or cheese or whatever. Um, and you're putting down cards pretty quickly. And you're trying to slap doubles or you're trying to slap sandwiches. You know, one card, one in the middle, and then the same card. And uh, there are also some special cards, which are characters. Um, there's this kid eating a sandwich that is called a muncher, which I am not a fan of that specific word, but that's what he's called. And um, you have to try and trump him. So whoever is after that kid card, you have to put down three cards really fast and try and get a card that's better than him. Um, there's also a thief card, uh, which steals the entire sandwich stack. And so anytime you slap, you get those cards and you're trying to get the entire deck by slapping all of these cards. And the when we did play this, we played this at a board game cafe, and at first we were like, oh, this is just Slapjack, and we're a little disappointed. But I will say, the bread slices really add something to the experience. <laughs> it was very fun. We were having a lot of fun by the end. It's okay. a very, very cute-looking game called Slamwich. It's probably fast, too. It's very fast. Yeah, very fast-moving Super casual and fun and exciting. Yeah, highly recommend. Sweet. Um, for my last one, can I change up from what I had told you guys? Does it matter? Yeah, of course. It's not one of the ones you had. Makes me very <laughs> uncomfortable. Um, so instead, I'll, I'll choose Elevens. It's a, the card game of morning tea. Yes. And I played this with you guys one time, but you get these little cubes in the game that are sugar cubes, which are so cute. But also, it's um, it's an arranging game, so you must arrange your cards in the right way to um, win the game. And then you have to call for um, Elevenses or morning tea before the other um, people do, so you get more points. And it's the first person to five sugar cubes that wins the game. Yeah, I really like it. 
a lot, not just because I like sugar cubes. And, or just, I don't really like sugar, but I like the idea of sugar cubes. I think they're adorable, and I think that everyone should You don't use like them. sugar? I mean, I don't like sugar cubes. I know for a fact your favorite food is Oreos. <laughs> That's not my favorite food. I do like Oreos, but like as far as like putting stuff in tea, like a sugar cube, I would not do. I just like tea by itself. But I see. I like the idea of sugar cubes because they're so cute and they dissolve and I don't know. But this is a fun, it's a fun game. It only plays four, so you can play more than four, but um, it's got butlers and a tea trolley in the game and uh, interesting player interaction where you pass the cards either to the left or to the right. And I like it a lot. So that would be my last one, I suggest. Yeah. yeah, that's a fun game. It's uh, There's a memory aspect to it. You've got to kind of remember what the cards are because you're looking at them and putting them back down, face down. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And it's super cheap. I think the box itself is tiny, tiny. And I think I only spent $15 on it, maybe 16 at the time. I don't know what it is now, but it could have gone up. 16 is too much, but 15 is just right. <laughs> well, that's why they always price things at Walmart, like fifteen eighty nine. Exactly. So you don't feel like it's 16. <laughs> exactly. But it is 16. Yep. <laughs> all right. Awesome. Well, these were all some good food games. As usual, you will be able to find the names of all of these games in the description below or at our website, which is playdnapodcast.com. Uh, if you have any food games that you love, let us know. We want to hear about them. Definitely always excited to play more food games. As usual, thanks for joining us. Play safe, play often, and we'll see you next time.